it's Nada Sangmoor from Ruskin Gold, and here again to present the opportunity on the Candioli project. Uh, 1.2 million ounces delineated, and we grill in to expand the profile and also advance in permitting efforts to further de-risk the asset. Um, there should be tons of drilling in 2023 and lots of updates and hopefully uh, prompt the re-rating as we currently in a camp that has seen two significant acquisitions within the past six months. We hope we get a re-rate, don't we? Definitely. Year last year. Definitely. It's been tough for the whole sector. And I think um, we've seen a very healthy start and we've seen the sentiments change. So we're very hopeful that more capital is going to be put in the space and definitely capital flows into the undervalued assets, trying to prompt a significant uh, price. So we definitely confident that we're going to be part of the pickings here. Well, okay, yeah, because we don't want this to be sort of all CEOs coming up with a generic statements, right? Don't worry, 22 sucked. 2023 is going to be awesome. I'm, I want to find out today what you're going to do about it, what your company's going to do about it. But you mentioned something there, which gives us a bit of a clue that Mali is being viewed as investable again. There was a, there was a deal done. Yeah, actually, Mali is getting a lot of capital inflows. Uh, we saw the B2 gold acquisition of Oklo last uh, year. Uh, sometime in April when it was announced and subsequently we've seen manager also follow through with uh, the acquisition of Serbia, Diaka and some assets in the country. Uh, not only in that, we've seen um, Resolute successfully raise capital and it attracted heavy investments up to the tune of 60 million from single funds. And that has gone very well. They're probably up more than 50% of their money already. And we think we'll be seeing much more inflows into the country as companies have shown that it is still possible to do work uh, with no inhibitions in country. Okay, so Mali's investable again. We should have no concerns about investment in Mali because there's a number of case studies that you mentioned there and a bit of money flowing as well. And again, we'll come to what, what that potentially means for you, but a bit, but what does it, what does it actually signal? What else does it signal to you? Money's investable because people have done some diligence on various assets, but people are also looking at Mali for assets. Are those the two takeaways? Yes, those are the two key takeaways. And we've also seen um, less destabilization in terms of the jihadist activities that have still remained very well insulated in the north. And I mean, uh, people are, were concerned about the departure of the French and the entrance of the Russians. Um, that for the record seems to be uh, moving in the right direction. And we've seen very jihadist, uh, very little jihadist attacks uh, in country. So it's pointing to increasing stability. And um, that is a, a sort of exuding some confidence for uh, uh, other parties to bring capital in and continue to advance projects on different fronts. Okay, R R Russian rule. <laughs> a little bit different, isn't it? Okay, let, let's talk about some of the things that you did in 2022, because I, I think we've alluded to the share price is not, was not pretty last year. Um, with, 
and you definitely didn't get any value or credit for anything that you did last year. What are the things that you did last year that you think you should have got value for that perhaps you will get value for in the uh, 2023? Well, we continue to drill and expand our resources beyond the maiden resource we put out. We put a lot of good intercepts outside the pit uh, shells that was established conservatively, conservatively at 1500. Uh, gold price and most of these drills hit mineralization, albeit actually some much more better grades than we saw in the resource and picked up some plunging shoots, which are all being chased and that would flow into an updated resource by the end of the year. So we've set the stage to build on what we have achieved. There are certain targets that we drilled that couldn't make it into the initial resource that we would continue to be working on amongst other new targets that would be fed into the scope. One thing that we also did, which we couldn't bring to the market, was to further distill the model and understand the structures. We got our structural consultant to come through to basically do the measurements to confirm the potential extension of these structures at depth. And she managed to establish that concept that the measurements indicate that these zones go further at depth. And we would also be trying to test some of those theses that would clearly uh, enhance the ability to extend these zones into potential underground opportunities like we see in analog companies like Lulu Guancoto, etc. in the region. Right, okay. But you, your challenge is not just to increase the, the updated resource, but upgrade the grade of the updated resource. Right, and I know you're chasing new zones and so forth, but you're when you reach a certain stage, um, so you, with 1.2 million ads resource runner, it's not very big. It's not very interesting. Okay, so you've got to kind of get past two million. I'm told by various CEOs to be of interest and actually heading towards three million, and you become you know a meaningful interest. But the grade's got to be good because that affects the economics. But a company at your stage, you've got limited capital, so you've got to be efficient with the use of that capital with the drill bit. So what are you going to focus on? What's important for you? Because you've got to get that balance between doing the geological stuff and getting the headlines that are going to drive market sentiment in your favor. Yeah, and I think being efficient with exploration comes down to understanding the geological models and making sure it's working with the concepts that are available. That's why we spent a lot of time with consultants to distill these models mm. to be able to... Uh, give us the direction as to where we can efficiently drill and get the extensions needed to basically get more high grade into the kitty and also expand on the scope. The scope is quite clear because we have several targets that have been picked up, some not yet to be drilled, and all these ones capital are div uh, what do you call it devoted to them should definitely boost up the scale. Two things that I think is really important is um, to highlight here, even with the 1.2 million ounces that we have delineated, um, the strip ratio is very compelling. It's under three, 2.5 on average. So 
basically the margin profile here is spectacular the recoveries are also on average around 97 percent in the predominantly outside heavy profile that we've got and we've got a lot of gravity recovery uh, about on average 30 percent plus so the margin profile is solid here and that is basically a solid profile to build on and we think that as we delineate more ounces at depth which is potentially to be higher grade resources it's going to even embellish the project and make it attractive but even at the stage we've had a lot of interest and the due diligence that we've had with the various strategic partners has led to more investment in the project. Right, okay, but the bit I'm trying to get at is, is what the thinking is with the team, because been been out at a while, you, you've had difficulties in country, okay? You, you've got to be clear about what you're trying to do. You're setting yourselves up as, as part of a beauty parade that someone else comes and takes you out, or you're gonna move this thing forward for X period, X months, years, your, your, yourself, right? And then and the reason I think this is important is because it comes back to the money you got. You've done the deal with uh, a Cisco, five million for one percent NSR, with the option of another one percent for another five million at some point. You can tell me all about it in a second. Yeah. There's a little bit of money at the beginning, back in February as well. So I'll keep coming back to this efficiency point. What are the things that you think you've got to do, either as part of this beauty parade, or as part of getting the market to recognise you, to see you, stand out from the crowd, um, as it were, because you, you look kind of quite samey at the moment. So what, what do you do? Well, I think one key thing is to continue the focus on de-risking the asset, because that's where you're going to get the re-rating that is required. Maybe, maybe, maybe because nothing worked last year. <laughs> nothing worked at the end of 2021 either, right? The stuff we were told were catalysts weren't catalysts. So you know what you want to do, but you know the stuff you also got to do. Exactly. It was a difficult year, no questions about it. But we've seen that the appetite for quality projects, particularly near producing assets, has shot up. And because once the path line to get these assets monetized is lower. What's a quality project? What does that look like? And why can you deliver against that description? Well, I think basically people want some longevity. So you should okay. have the ability to sustain production over 100,000 ounces over 10 years. That's a basic minimum at good margins. And that's something that we think we are clearly within sights of based on what we've got already. And if we continue with the exploration and get the success that we anticipate, we could actually double that okay, scale. So let's focus on the margin bits. That's the interesting word you just said there, right? Yeah. So your grade is, uh, it, it's okay. You, you put out some better, better headlines, but you've got to go find more of that. So when you're talking about margin rather than grade, because when you talk about logo projects, people get, well, they're a little bit marginal. Inflationary environments last year, haven't quite recovered yet. Cost base have increased, all of that kind of good stuff. But the reality is for economic mining, you need to look at the margin, not necessarily the grade. So what? Are, tell me more, remind us that what are the, those things which affect margin? And I think one of the key things that affect margin is uh, your strip ratio. How much debt right. you got to move? Why. How much debt you got to move to get an ounce of four? And if you have something well below three before you get to the all, that is basically 
going to impact your margin in a big way. You could have high grades, but if you have to take about 10 times the waste to get to the ore, you're probably going to have lower margins further down the line. And the cost of moving the debt is going to be definitely expensive if we look at the current inflationary pressures here. And so it is critical to make sure that you put all the factors into contention. But the beauty of our project is we have a bit of both. The global grade might be 1.5 grams when you use a 0.5 cutoff. Within that, there is a high-grade component of about 400,000 ounces mm -hmm. that is around 2.6 grams. Right. If you put those ounces in front of the mine lab, you have a real project here. Right, reducing the cost of capital required up, up front. Okay. Exactly. Not necessarily, not, we're not saying high-grading, we're just saying bringing more cash up front. Exactly, right? okay. and that actually ha helps the project economics in a big way. Okay. You know, paybacks and all that, and it makes it um, very okay. financeable. So high grade isn't always necessarily king. I think is what we're sort of saying there, and the, and the and the other factors as well for you. Now you talked about recover recoverables looking quite good because you got the saprolite, you know, weather drop for people at home, um, which make the recovery numbers actually quite nice for you guys. That's right. And what what would what would someone who actually gets this into production? be having to pay for in terms of the capex component because again lower capex means hopefully lower lower well lower cost of money uh quicker quicker to cash flow etc etc so what what is the picture you're trying to paint for a potential acquisition so i think if you look at it critically because we have those high grade startup pit mm -hmm. you don't have to move a lot of debt to get some decent ounces up front mm -hmm and you can get this up and running and then expand it further down the line. Mm. So that makes it quite attractive for players that are not in the camp to try and build something internally. With players already in the camp that have existing infrastructure, it's a different ball game because if you are just moving the ounces into an existing infrastructure, mm -hmm. you remove the capex and the returns are off the chart. So mm. that can dictate the ability to pay a lot more once they get into competition with other parties. So I think um, it's good to see more investment come into the camp. And I think that is what ultimately would drive the interest and appetite. But the bottom line is, I always highlight the fact that we have to direct this project and move it forward in a build phase, because you can just sit and wait for an acquisition, right. because you never can call when an acquisition is coming. But if you de-risk the project appropriately and people see the value, it drives the value. And if when the acquisition comes, it becomes something at a higher price. And if not, you can continue to um, get, provide some returns to uh, shareholders because you would have a compelling project that people would want to fund and abstaining the capital to build wouldn't be that challenging. Right, so you would all, you're gonna to have to say to your shareholders, have patience, we've got a plan, we know what we're doing. To help them feel a little bit calmer about this, what is the timing for the different deliverables this year? Because you're gonna obviously deliver, we're talking about an updated resource, but what, what are the other things that are meaningful or should be meaningful to the way that they can value you and the company? Well, I think uh, one key milestone would definitely be getting the permits in place, right? Because that changes the profile uh, uh, in a big way. Permits for what? what are we uh, that's a mining permit. So permit. basically, okay. we're going to be 
working towards obtaining mining permits in the second half of the year. And once that is in place, that means we have a shovel-ready project. And most of the acquisitions that have occurred in the camp uh, till date on projects that were not permitted. So have you applied for that yet? What's uh, it predicated on? We are working towards that. And you got all your environmentals? Uh, we're working on that at the moment. When would you hope to submit? Um, I think we should be expecting to submit all this in Q2. And it's a, how many, are they obliged to turn around within a certain period? Um, I mean, basically, it has to go through the various government agencies, and I've been through them to discuss the importance of the milestone, and they also see the significance of getting a lot of uh, shovel-ready projects on the books. Mm -hmm. So the DNGM has been very supportive on all the permits that we've put in place, and I don't anticipate any challenges to getting this through by the second half of the year. Okay. Resource update, permits, which include the environmental component. What else are you delivering this year? Um, so we would definitely be looking to bring some of the targets that were not captured in our uh, maiden resource into subsequent updates. We'll be testing our geological models for potential extensions at depth that will be feeding into higher grade zones. And, uh, How do you pay for all of that bit? Because that, that's, that's an expensive bit here. Yeah, so basically once we manage to get our permits, I mean, based on the terms of the transaction we had with Cisco, we have the right to call an additional $5 million. And that's okay. going to be... Oh, that's, that's, on, that's on you, not yeah. on them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So basically that gives us the capital to continue to push and advance this project. To what point? Well, to basically have an updated resource, test some of the uh, high grades at depth, and um, move this into uh, much, what do you call it, uh, larger um, production base, which is going to be more attractive for the players in the camp, potential new entrants to engage and really solidify the standalone so, nature of this. So potentially, and that would all be the second call down, well, I see, how are you framing it, the, the second bombship project? Yeah, yeah the tracks, yeah. Let's call that, right? Okay, so you're, that's, a, that's, that's okay, you get to do that. So this year, 10 million from a Cisco. Yep. You had how much? No, I mean, we had five, so altogether it will be a 10 million. No, no, that 10 million from, uh, from them, but you had what before the Cisco deal? Um, basically, we were very low in cash. We right. had around about a million, and basically that created the... Okay, so once we've done the, once we've got the kind of permanent environmental and you get the resource update, you'd probably be looking for a market reaction and then raising more capital to kind of advance the project, or at that point you sort of sit back and go, right, did you trade it on? Let's go. Well, it's going to be a combination of both because yeah. we're hoping that even before we get to the point, the milestones that we put into the market based on the current gold price environment should start attracting a lot of interest because based on some of the valuations we've seen in the district, if you play, play that on what we have already, mm. we have a valuation of about 40 cents. The 1.2 million ounces, based on the price that Oklo was acquired, translates to about that amount, and we probably have that way. So there's, there is a, a very strong possibility that once people understand that actually we are growing this beyond the 1.2, the 
Discount. You hope, but everyone says that. Okay, the so discount. Be, be here's, I think here's the kind of discount. Yes, you're heavily discounted to where you should be on paper. Yeah. But everyone says that too. You've got to, and you're here at a conference. Yeah. And, and I suspect you've been talking to a few of them, but there's, you've got some institutional, you know, some little nice little list of institutional names there, but they don't seem convinced yet, right? Because mm. they're not, not, Management holds at what seventeen, eighteen percent. Yeah. Institutional guys, they're not exactly sort of rocking up and demanding more at the moment. Is the stuff that you're doing today enough for them to get serious about plowing more money into you? Yes, I think we've already done the work to show that it's a very prospective ground out there um, that has not been communicated clearly to a lot of institutions. We've had fewer roadshows. We're going to be coming out with some of those studies so people can digest. Mm. We'll put some of those consultants, mm. and those are independent opinions of what they believe the opportunity is. And once these engagements are had, I think it's going to be convincing enough for institutions to step on board. There has been a few institutional meetings with some large institutions, and they appreciate the concept. Yeah. Um, and they were willing to engage. Um, right. But at that time, the entry point would have been too dilutive for the yeah. company. So we uh, preferred uh, an alternative financing that has been put in place. Once we demonstrate the model yeah. is working, yeah. these institutions, I think, would be convinced. And right. okay. I strongly expect to get that infusion back. Because if you look at it clearly, mm. we've delineated ounces that is there. These are very economic ounces that are highly desirable. And as more money pumps to the space, um, I think our risk profile compared to a lot of our peers is much lower. I hope so. I hope so. Because 2020 was a, was a joke. A lot of money got, geez, your face, got pumped into the system. But... Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the wrong projects, right? Yeah. And we, I come back to that word you used, which is about margin. It's down to you to demonstrate margin. Yeah. And that's why I say, you know, what's it going to take for the institutional guys to get convinced about this story? Because there's lots of stories like yours at the, at the moment. And whatever broker reports say, you know, that's that's designed for retail guys who don't know any better. It's always enthusiastic. And I know you're covered by a lot of companies and the numbers are way, way up there. But the institutional guys need to see you deliver. Have you got a plan to get in front of them and tell them your, your version of the story, not some broker report? Oh, definitely. I mean, we are going to be doing a lot of outreach campaigns, uh, targeting the key institutions. And we actually went out uh, late last year to some key large funds in the States, and it was very well received. And they were willing to put money into the company but the terms were very dilutive at that time, so I preferred a non-dilutive yeah. option. So that has been put in place, and that's going to afford us the ability to demonstrate what we told them. Yeah, so because if, I guess you're calling a rock and a hard place. The Cisco thing is like you're giving away some, some of the future upside, but in an environment like last year, you, you've got to make some decisions. Do we raise that money? It'll look cheap this year compared to last year and it allows to get the institutional guys on side by delivering the things that they want to see, not the, as I say, the, sort of the, the hopium and, and puffery of, of, of retail, uh, retail analysts type stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So in the, the timing for that, you think, would be to, more towards the end of the year? 
Um, no, I think basically we should start seeing, because the money that came in from the Cisco funding is going into the ground right now to mm. generate some results that hopefully will start coming into the market okay. Okay. to get people to see that it's in Good. motion. And that's going to culminate in some permitting coming into uh, the picture to prompt more money to continue to move the ball forward. Right. So I think it's about time to engage because right yeah. now we are doing what we hope to put out there yeah. to convince markets that. Right, so that's, a, that's, a, that's kind of precursor, but it's enough for the institutional guys and you know, industry um, to get a sense and do their own numbers on. You're gonna have to move towards some sort of economic study so the market can be, you know, you can signal to the market. Timing for that, clearly finances wouldn't be there to do that, but what would the timing be for that? Um, I think basically it's, it's going to be more likely in the second half of the year mm. after some okay. amount of drilling has been put together. You start a process after, so you think you start a, a, an economic study process before you deliver the upgraded resource? Well, basically we'll need some sort of an internal study to get the permits. Yeah. So that is already in motion. Okay, okay. And that's going to get us to have the permits. Mm. And I'm sure once we get the permits, it would imply that whatever study we submitted to the DNGM mm. is economic enough for them mm. to be confident that this project will take up. So could you deliver an economic study with the second five million from Cisco? Um yes. Okay. Yes. yes. It's no we actually would have one before we get there. That is going to be an internal, internal study. Obviously, you can't. Yeah. About. Okay, fine. Well, look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's going to be exciting, and I think it's key to get to the milestone of the permits, and I think that is where we're going to be able to showcase to a lot of investors that the Steriskin means we've got something real here. Mm. And I think with the drill results that would come along that, yep. that people, we've already shown that we've got a lot of pockets of high grade not captured in the resource. And once it comes yeah, in- Get the modeling done. Exactly. Get the modeling it's, done. It's going to- Get a sense of the economics sooner rather than later. Because I think it's, it's got the potential. I need to bring draw that story together again, just to, Get the confidence back, I think, from some of the some of the retail, and obviously get the institutional guys back in the game. That's right, nice. and that's the goal. So um, we're working hard behind the scenes. We'll be engaging uh, various uh, stakeholders, retail institutions. We've already started talking to institutions, and hopefully, we'll get the milestones to support um what we're doing to give them confidence as well but it's a very prolific project we've seen lots of good discoveries in the camp it's the same structures that run through a bell there's actually more targets to chase than less there's limited capital uh but we've been very efficient with what we have because we understand the structures better and we've gotten enough consultants to review and direct our focus and move us to it's the point that we want to study. You've got a lot, a lot of um, peer uh, analysis that you can lean on in terms of understanding the, the, the economics better. Yes. Say for some people, it will be even better than that if they've got an existing infrastructure. Anyway, I'll say thanks very much for coming in. I do appreciate it. I know you're busy. You've got a lot of uh, people banging down your door uh, wanting to hear the story and get an update. So I appreciate your time. Always a pleasure to be on your show.